News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. And two arrests have been made in the long-standing Kerry Babies investigation. This was the investigation into the death of Baby John, who was found stabbed to death on White Strand Beach in Cahirsavine in April 1984. And in the past hour, we spoke to Sinead Kelleher, journalist with the Kerry Man and Independent.ie, who brought us the latest on the case. Last night, there had been two arrests in the suspicion of murder into the death of this baby found in Cahirsavine. The baby was um, injured at the time and had stab wounds, so this has been ongoing and Gardaí have always intended to try and find justice for baby John. The two arrested last night remain in the Munster area and remain in custody, as far as we're aware at this moment. So it's quite a significant development, according to Gardaí, in this long-running case that has pretty much shocked the nation and the county, and I think there's quite a bit of shock and carry this morning at the news. And we go now to Brenda Power, Sunday Times columnist who covered the Kerry Babies case at the time. Good morning to you, Brenda. For people just tuning in and maybe younger listeners who don't remember how the country was literally convulsed with this case, will you bring us back to, I suppose, the initial the initial facts of what happened in 1984? Yeah, I mean, it probably was the most astonishing I suppose, case in the history of Irish criminal justice, you'd have to say, looking back, quite, quite astonishing. What happened was, um, coming up to 40 years ago, 39 years ago next month, the body of, of a, a newborn baby boy was found on White Strand in Kerry and had been killed in a frenzied attack, uh, stabbed, I think, 28 times with what appeared to have been maybe a knitting needle or something like that. And obviously, the this was a cause of great shock and uh, the the Garda inquiries clearly would have focused on any women in the area who were known to have been pregnant at the time and did not appear to have had a baby or have a baby to show for it. And suspicion fell on, on a woman called Joanne Hayes in North Kerry. Um, but she explained that she, she was known to have been pregnant, but she, she explained that, that, that she'd had a baby boy who had died and had been buried on the farm. Um, and this baby was was found um, but she was charged with the murder of the other baby and the theory was that she'd had twins and for some reason had buried one of them on the farm but had driven to, to, to across the county and, and stabbed the other baby and thrown it in the sea. And this theory began to come apart when the relatively, I suppose, um, you know, not quite as sophisticated as now forensic evidence at the time clearly showed that she could not have been the mother of both babies. It, had they both had the same common blood type, she probably would have gone to jail for the crime. But it turned out that she could not possibly have have conceived both babies. They weren't twins. They had completely different blood types. It, it, so, it, it brought up a bizarre uh, theory is, on the part of the guards that she was pregnant at the same time by two different men, which isn't is even it, biologically yeah. possible. Well, I think it was possible in some lower life forms. It was a theory called superfecundation. And the theory was that if she'd had sex with two men, two different men within an hour, that she could potentially have gotten pregnant by two different men with two different babies. Completely, absolutely cracked stuff, you'd yeah. have to say. And yet she was charged and, and her family, I think, were also implicated. And it, it, it took a, a lengthy period for her to, to be acquitted. And, and I think it, it, some years ago she was paid compensation yeah. of around two and a half million. But what, what got lost in all of this care and, 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 and was almost a piece of incidental evidence was the body of baby John. This little baby who was brutally murdered and dumped. And I, I, I was a very junior reporter in the Irish press at the time and did cover a little bit of the tribunal when it moved to Dublin Castle. I remember one, one lunchtime, one of the barristers in the case left 
a booklet of papers and photographs open on his desk when he went to lunch. And honestly, I saw a picture of that baby's body and I, I have to say I can still see it. OK, so it was that harrowing. Um, before we move on to Baby John, just, just for the context, the tribunal was also, I, I suppose, part of this in that it was very sensationalist and, and it focused not on, it, it, was, it was set up ostensibly to examine what the guards did and to find out had the guards behaved in a manner befitting of on Garda Siakona, which a lot of people now would say they didn't, but... But irrespective of that, it focused hugely in on the sex life of Joanne Hayes and was considered to have added insult to injury and became a kind of a, I suppose, a, a flashpoint for Irish feminism to some extent, didn't it? It did. It, it more or less became an attempt by the Gardaí to, to justify or by the state to justify the approach it had taken by painting Joanne Hayes as a kind of a legitimate suspect, as a, a scarlet woman. She yeah. she was. And there was no secret about that. I don't think there was a secret. She'd, she was having an affair with, with, with a married man. She'd already had a child with him and the second baby was also his. But it did. I mean, she was asked the most bizarre questions. And I mean, among the things that emerged, can you remember this? There was evidence at one stage that when she was giving a statement, she was sitting on a guard's lap. I mean, every possible rule in, in, in the proper administration and investigation of, of a crime. And and she was put through basically a witch trial in, 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 yeah. the, in the tribunal as well. It's dreadful, prurient a thing. Witchant. So, so, so let, so that is the context of the Kerry Baby case. And, and, and as I say, I think the country was literally convulsed with it for 1984. And it came on, 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 I suppose, within the context of three months earlier. And Lovett had died. It, it, it was sort of a flashpoint for, as I say, Irish women that they, they said mm. enough is enough. We're being treated in a way that is unacceptable. And, 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 and it was really very culturally significant for us as a country. But bring us back to Baby John. We are now seeing two arrests. What has changed? Obviously, they reopened the case in 2018 and the body of baby John was exhumed in 2021. Well, it seems much more sophisticated DNA profiling has appears to have to have um, at least led to some sort of a breakthrough in this case. But it's interesting that, you know, the guardies say that that when they, when they exhumed the baby and, and got uh, DNA samples, they then approached a small but significant cohort um, of, I think, largely women, um, to, 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 to give DNA samples. So if there was a small but significant cohort almost 40 years on, you'd have to ask, how did this group of people escape proper scrutiny? If, if, if we are on the right track or they believe they're on the right track so much back at the time. And, and the reason is, of course, because all the focus fell on Joanne Hayes. Yeah. They had their woman. And, and, and I, I presume as well, forensics, DNA and things like that wouldn't, would have been in their infancy very likely. Oh, and and, and yeah, now we're in a, a very different era of, I suppose, science where, where you can blood type people, you can, you can tissue type people, you can do all sorts of things. Still, I mean, it would suggest though that, that, that there were more suspects, let's put it that way, yeah. than, than Joanne Hayes, but they, they fell by the wayside in, in the, in the state's haste, first of all, to pin it on her and then to justify the attempt the absolutely bonkers attempts to pin it on her with this cracked science. Yeah. And, and that this, this tribunal ran for, for I, I can't remember, a couple of years, I think. And then I do remember at the time there was a huge outrageous backlash, by, by outraged backlash by Irish women against the findings of the tribunal, which really, again, seemed to... More or less you know, exonerated the guards, isn't that? Yeah, and said, well, look, you know, she, you know this, this woman was to blame, basically. 
that she was that she was to blame for something or other that that her lifestyle and uh, that you know that she and that's kind of what it boils down to. She she was an unmarried mother as she would have been called at the time. So she was a single parent. The father of the baby was a married man, and, and, and therefore, if she was capable of that, she was sort of capable of anything. Isn't it? Wasn't that the implication exactly, of this? Which yeah. which is which is this madness. Yeah, exactly. It was the mad. Garage. It was mad. It was mad. I mean, it is when you look back at it now. It's, uh, I'm sure you know there would be there would be sufficient coverage of it over the next while, and if if these uh, if these arrests go anywhere, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But you know, I think it'll be astonishing to to people who don't remember it and who didn't live through that time to see what passed for criminal justice and and a guard investigation. This was around the time of the what the passed heavy for gang. criminal justice, the heavy gang. Yeah, you may, tell yeah. us about the heavy gang for people who don't know. Well, again, I mean, this was this was um, the investigating uh, Garda team who who basically, as I think the, the title of Jean Kerrigan's book, rounded up the usual suspects, and um, you know there was a lot of I suppose there was a lot of uh, impunity. Let's put it that way in in Garda investigations at the time that 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 have been rectified over the years with with amendments to law and whatever. But basically, they were a law unto themselves, and and you know the fact that that something as bizarre as this could be put before the courts as a legitimate explanation yeah. for a murder just just goes to show the, the level of that impunity that was enjoyed at the time. Look, thank you very much for, I think you, you've outlined very well the, the, the history of the case and uh, no doubt we will be bringing you more on and, and bringing our listeners more on what happened post uh, the arrest as soon as we have any news on that front. Thank you for speaking to us this morning on that. That's Brenda Power, their Sunday Times column. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.